Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome back. Rabbi Greenspan welcomed us back from Ben Azmanim. Everyone had a wonderful Yantiv, Agutin Chaydish. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders, live Tuesday mornings, 11.30 a.m. with First Seder Bis Medrash. Recording in progress. Oops, I forgot. Okay, thanks for the recording. Sorry about that. Um, again, welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders, Tuesday mornings, 11.30 with First Seder Bis Medrash. First Seder Bis Medrash started a new Zaman yesterday. And if you're interested in an interactive, um, in-person, and uh, online interactive shiurim, a whole uh, week, week's wo- worth of shiurim every day, all different types, look up uh, firstsaytobismedrash.org, contact her by Greenspan. Wonderful, wonderful program. Um, a special welcome to our Torah Anytime's viewers and listeners who Abed Hashem be joining this year. Today we're going to talk about Rabbeinu Eliyahu Mivilna, known as the Gra, the Vilna Gain. I have not um, done a shir on the Vilna Gain yet. It's uh, over two years, Baruch Hashem. We're doing the shirim um, because I wasn't exactly sure how to approach a shir on the Vilna Gain. The Gain's yard site was on Yud Tes Tishrei, the third day, uh, third day of Chalamayt Sukkis, and this was his 225th yard site. So I felt the time now is to give a shir on the Gra. Now, <clears throat> Why is it so difficult to give a shir on the gra? Because there's so much to say about the gra. The gra was a kamalach alikim, almost kechad min harishayinim, as they refer to him as. Now one may ask, so I gave shiurim on the rishayinim. The Rajba, the Ritva, and Reb Chaim said that even if the guy lived elef shonim pamayim, a thousand years twice, he wouldn't get to the level of a Ramban, or the Rambam, or maybe the Rajba is different girsois, but to the level of rishayinim, but the point is that Rishayin and Mitake have no clue who they were. Mashen Kain, and it's easier to say a shir about them. The Gain was close to our days 200 odd years ago, and we know Talmidim of Talmidim who perhaps knew the Gain or knew those who knew the Gain, and it's a little bit harder to give a shir on the Gra. But we are going to attempt to give a shir on the Gra, and I'll explain to you my Mahalach in a moment. Rabbi Yamin David, a moitz, a dayan in Vilna, and his askama to the Sefer, Saris Elio, that Rabbi Avram ben Hagra wrote, Hespid on his father, he writes in askama, It's impossible for a man, any person, to really paint a picture of the Malach Aleikim, the one who's awesome and holy in heaven, Hagrozatzal. So that's the, the, the approach of Gidoli Hadar. And I just want to say that the Gra himself, if we want to really in one sentence touch up who the Gra was, the Gra was a symbol of Torah Lishma, Amelus Batayra, toiling in Torah, and Diktuk in Halacha and being medactic in Allah. And that is what we are going to focus on in the Shir. Everything else that's attributed and has to do with the Gra is all secondary to those three things. Taira Lishma, Amelus Bataira, and Dikduk, and Dikduk Bahalacha. Now, another thing I was aimed on when I prepared the Shir was if you look in the Hakdama to the Bira Gra and Arachayim, written by his children, where they give a brief biography, and also in the Hakdama Tadaris Aliyo, his Pirish and Chomish, also they give a brief biography. 
and Reb Chaim Velazhin a little bit in his Akdama to the Grand Safra Ditzniusa also gives a brief biography. And it's very interesting how they focus a lot on what the Gra accomplished when he was a child, as we'll see. And I was wondering why. And I think the reason is simple because they're trying to tell us that anything after that is something that we can't even fathom. We can't even be masig who the Gra was. The only thing we can even relate to is perhaps what he accomplished as a child. And therefore that's why they're very into, very busy giving, as we'll see, almost year by year of what he accomplished as a child. So I followed their Mahalach, and that is how the Shir is going to go. So the, the Gain was born on the first day of Pesach in the year Tuf Pei, 1720. Now in the Akdama to the Gra Arachayim it says Tuf Pei Beis. However, um, the, uh, the, the one who uh, printed the Maitzel Ar um, said that that was a, uh, type, uh, a typo, it was a mistake, and it's the year Tuf Pei, which is 1720. So it's interesting, uh, uh, two years ago, in the year 2020, was the 300th anniversary of the birthday of the Gra. Now Lithuania takes pride in the Gra, and um, as many of you know, I was at the Gains Kever uh, three times over the last, Baruch Hashem, over the last six years, most recently with Dirshu in January, an unbelievable a uh, Maimed and a Maimed Atzvila there at the Graz Kever. Um, so Lithuania takes great pride in the Vilna Gain, and they actually minted a special minting of a 10 euro coin. They only minted 2,500 of them, and on the coin, someone actually bought me one of these coins. I don't know if you could see it over here, it's hard to see. But uh, basically, on the front, it says Shin for 300, Hagra, then it says 300, Hagain Rebelio, and it says on the side, Rebelio Mi Vilna. Um, Vilna Gain, it says it in uh, Lithuanian and in English, and on the back also, it says in Hebrew also, Hey Tafshin Pei. So this is, uh, Lithuania takes pride in that. So 1720, on the first day of Pesach, is when the Gain was born. His father was Reb Shleimazalman, the son of Rabbi Sacher Ber, the son of Rabbi Leo Chassid, the son of Rabbi Moshe Kramer. Rabbi Moshe Kramer was a Rav in Vilna. We talked about him in the Shir and the Ber Hagoyla, as we'll see in a moment. Now, the wife of Rabbi Leo Chassid, the son of Ramosha Kramer, was a granddaughter of Ramosha Rivkish, the Ber Agoyla. So they were Mechutanim, Ramosha Kramer, and Ramosha Rivkish, the two big Ramoshas in Vilna at the time, were Mechutanim. <coughs> his son married his granddaughter. Now, Rabbi Avram ben Agron Saris Elio writes, Eich Excuse me. How have we forgotten our holy fathers, Rabbeinu Moshe, He saved us from all types of plots through his actions, his wondrous actions, and, 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 and blood libels. Asher Siperlanu Admar Avi. So he's saying the Gros said over these stories how Ramosha Kramer saved the city from many different plots. Asher Hikib and Urav Zakanim The guy when he was young, he. Um, was acquainted with elders who told him these stories. Ves Benoi and Ramosha's son, Harav Achosid Rebelio, Asher Shem, Adeniavi Moiri Nikrachrov. So the guy was named after his grandfather, um, or his great grandfather, um, Rebelio Chosid, as he was known. 
Um, and he says, Gaidu Chasidus or Prishus. Why was he called Rebbe Leo Chasid? He was known for his Chasidus and his Prishus. And he was Nifter in the base Hamedrish, Hayoshen, he says, in the old Beis Medrish, he was in the middle of learning the Mesechta he was toiling in, and he was Nifter in the Dal Ramesh So that is the Yichus of the Gra from his father's side. Imai, his mother, was Trina from the era of, city of Seltz. Seltz is a village near Brisk. Now, Reb Chaim Velazhener, when he used to go past a certain river <coughs> that is near the city of Slutsk, he would make a bracha, Shabarach Shazalin hates Pamokamaze. Why would he make that bracha? He says because the Gain's mother, Trina, when she was a little girl in her uh, carriage, um, her mother was walking with her by this uh, river and she fell into the water. And somehow the cushion that she was laying on floated, and it was a nace that she was saved. But she was very cold, so they brought her in to the, to the oven, by the oven to warm her up, and her feet got burnt. It says, that she came in fire and she came into water, and she was saved. And because of that, she was saved. So Reb Chaim used to say, she was saved that the Gra is going to be uh, born from her. So Mimela, he made a bracha there, Shasalines, because if she wouldn't have survived, so then the guy wouldn't have been born, and he wouldn't have had his Rebbe. Now the Radal writes that there's no Chiddush that you make a bracha when you're a place that your Rebbe had a nace. That's Allah and Shulchan Aruch. The Chiddush of Chaim Velazhener was that you can make a bracha and a nace that happened to the parents of your Abayim. Not just personally to your Rebbe, to the parents of your Abayim, you could also make an Abracha, Baruch Shasili Nace, Bamokim Hazet. She was Zaychet to five children, Gainim, the, Gain, the, the Vilna Gain of Leo was her Bukhar, and on her Matseva, it said, a Pasuk we said this morning in Halal, Aim Heibonim Semecha. The Pasuk is Aim Habonim. Heibonim, the mother of five sons, Semecha is happy. Um, so as we said, the Gain was the Bukhar, the firstborn. And in Maisa Rav it says, Shamanu, that the Gain used to go and be paid himself, um, uh, Pigeon Bukhar, um, many times with a certain amount of Kesef, uh, Shishim, rubles, whatever the, the, uh, what it was. I'm sorry, six uh, rubles. Um, and he did it with a bracha. I guess the one time that he did it with coins. Seems he did it a few times. And he gave it to the Kain and Asina Mamish. Now there's two Chidushim over here. He says because his father redeemed him Kinohuk Shaba'ilam. So Nohuk Shaba'ilam means that the Gain holds two things. There's one Chidush, and this is in Bir Agra in Hilchas Pidjan Aben as well. And the Gain holds you're not allowed to just use silver. Like the Minogailam was to use silver blocks or silver coins. You have to use, he holds, the coin of that country, the equivalent of five silver coins in the coin of that country. But you can't just use silver. So it seems the Minogailam was to use like silver bars or something like that. And therefore he dafka did it with coins. And there's stiras different times, different people said he said different coins. It may have been because depending on what uh, government was in power at the time and the coin that was being used is which coin he said to use. So that's the first thing. And he also held you have to give an Asina Mamish. Could be people gave it to the Kayan and the Kayan gave it right back. And he held you have to give him Asina Mamish. So Maeser Rav says, therefore he redid it with a bracha. Um, some say that uh, the um, the reason is he was Chayshish, maybe the Kayhanim were not Meyuchasim, they're not truly Kayhanim, and therefore he was constantly Paida. 
And in a Hagah, in Aliyah Salio, it says, Beprat Shamati Shepodes Hatzmin Arab Meir Akain Rappaport, that it was paid himself for a Meir Rappaport, because they, the Rappaports, are Muchzokim Lemuchyasim Miuchasim Lakuna, because they had a Shtar Yichus. Um, the Velt says that after he, he was paid himself from a Rappaport, he stopped because of that reason. In uh, an Aliyah Salio, doesn't say that, it just said Uprat, that he was paid himself from this Meir Akain Rappaport. Now, <clears throat> his father lived. Um, in the city of Seltz, um, by his shver, by his father-in-law, as we said, his mother Trina was from Seltz, and that's where the guy was born in Seltz, and after a few years, they moved back to Vilna, to his father's hometown. In Nakdama Tarachayim, his children write, Rakat Shishoshonim Lomanetzorav, he only learned by Rebbe up to six years old, after that he learned on his own. Rabbi Yerucham Lovavitz in Das Taira, Parshas Ekev, page Kuf Pe'alif, in one of the Mamorim there, he writes, Mashanachnu Shana, what we toil 70 years, the Gra already learned when he was six years old. So that was the Gra at six years old. In Nakdama over there in Arachayim, it says a story that when he was six and a half years old, he gave a drush in the Shul, a Chiluk, a Shikol Taira, his father taught him. And the rub over there, Reb Heschel, the rub of Vilna was this nispal from it by Shalashudas. They brought him and they told him and he couldn't get over it. But other people said, oh, his father taught it to him and he said it over. How do you know he's taka such a chacham? So the Reb Heschel had confidence. He said, I'm going to give him a sugya, an hour to, uh, to learn it. And after an hour, he asked him some questions and the guy asked more questions and in one answer he answered up all the questions and everybody at that point admitted at the age of six and a half a nova in v'chacham kamayu that he was a great chacham. In Shnei Salio, Shnei Salio is the uh, Gra on Mishnayis. In Parak Aleph, Mishnah Aleph of Brachas on the Mishnah, the Chachamim say, um, Ad Chatzais, you read Kriya Shmanto Chatzais. So over there, there's a vart uh, from the Gra, and at the end it says, Shamati mi Piva Kaddish, whoever wrote this over. All this farm were printed after he was, uh, he was Nifter. So he says, I heard this mi Piva Kaddish, Shazah Chiddush Amar Be'aldusai. The guy says he said this Chiddush when he was young. Kimiduma Sha'amar Kashaya Ben Zayin Shanim. So the person who wrote it says, I think that he told me he was seven years old when he, um, when he said this Chiddush. In the Sefer Pnina Meshulchan Hagra, over there in Parshas Va'era, there's a uh, Teretz that the, uh, the Shagasari asked a question about the Tzvardea, and the Goyin answered the question when he was seven years old. He told the Shagasari the answer to the question, and it says the Shagasari kissed him um, for his Chachma. Now, the poverty in Vilna at that time was very great, and um, there was a Yid named Rabbi Avram Katz and Ellen Bogan, um, uh, who um, who eventually was the Rav in Brisk, and he was a son-in-law in Vilna, and his father was the Rav in a city called uh, Kaden. Kaden is about 50 kilometers north of Kavna, so that makes it like 130 kilometers northwest of Vilna. And he said, you know, um, he asked the guy's father if he could take him back to Kaden to his father. His father, Rav David, was the Rav of Kaden, and he'll take care of him, he'll feed him, and he'll learn with him. And he took him back, and in Kaden, he learned with also with Ramosha Magalius, who is the author of the Pnei Moshe on the Yerushalmi. He was uh, a t- total of time uh, three months in Kaden, and that's how he, that's how long he was there. Uh, Twenty-eight years later, when the Pnei Moshe was traveling through Vilna on his way back, I think from Amsterdam after. Uh, printing his Pnei Moshe, so he passed through Vilna, and the, the guy came out to be Mechabal Panov, and it was Mechabed him for those three months that he learned by him.
Um, I forgot to say one thing. Um, they bring down a story when he was four years old. They were playing, kids were playing outside on a seesaw. And uh, I guess there was an old toy. And his mother told him, why don't you go play there? So he said, he said, I can't play on such a thing. Because what happens is that the only way I could go up is if the other person goes down. And the opposite, the only way he could go up is if I go down. He says, that's not v'hafta l'recha kamaycha. Better I shall learn Tyro, which I'm going to constantly be going up and up and up. And it won't be on the cheshbon of anyone else and any of my friends. And therefore, I'll have true simcha satayra in my growth. That's a maisa that they bring down um, that he said when he was four years old. Now, in the Akdama Taderis Elio, it says that when he was eight years old, he started learning Kabbalah. But not al haseder, not like a limo, just because he wanted to understand the agados of Chazal, the agadita of the Gemaras, which many times he could only understand through Kabbalah. When he was nine years old, it says in Akdam Tarachayim, Yodav Ravlei B'Mikra B'Mishnah Gemara, he already had a grasp on Mikra Mishnah Gemara, B'Dvarim Chamurim Meshita Sashas Fapoiskim Mechuvas. Begam, it says at nine years old, Lamad Kabbalah, he learned Kabbalah. He learned all the Kisvei Eitz HaChaim of Reb Chaim Vital in, in half a year. Now, at the age of 10, it says he, has, he had a friend, Chaver Mubok, who he used to learn with. His name was Rabbi Yileib. Eventually, he would be the Rav of Chechnovitz. And um, he used to learn with him, Gemara Ashi most of the day, except for a few hours in the day, the guy would learn on his own, Zayar Sefer Apardes and Kisvei Ariza. Again, this was the age of 10. Um, at the age of 11, in Laosim Chastaira, this mice is brought down, I think, in the, in, uh, his mice is brought down, like Dama to Adaris Elio. Um, he remembered the night of Simchas Taira that he made a nadar, he's going to finish Mesechtas, Zvachem, and Munachas by Sim, on Simchas Taira. And the rest of the year he had been learning the first four Siddharim of Shatz, Paiskim Rishayinim and Achrayinim, and he forgot about his nadar. So after the Suda, he, sa- he started to learn Mesechtas Zvachim. At that time in his parents' house they had a guest, um, Remichel Midantoi, he was a Talmud Chacham. And he noticed that the Gain started learning Mesech Tezvachim. Again, he was 11 years old after the Suda. He woke up in the middle of the night, this Reb Michal, and he saw that um, the Gain was already at Daf Nun. And he couldn't believe it, so he started asking him questions. And he saw that he taka knew it. In the morning, Reb Michal got up, and he saw that the Gain was already halfway through Menachas. Um, and uh, again, he asked him questions, and he saw that he knew everything. And before Shacharis, the Gain had finished Zvachim and Monachas. And it says over there, the Lashon, Vaispali Matzibur, and he davened with the Tzibur, Berei Valizus Valitzus, with unbelievable joy, Valitzus Nafshay, Vesamach Besimcha Satayra, and he was able to have true Simcha on this Simcha Satayra, that he learned Zvachim and Monachas uh, throughout the night. By the age of 12, it says in Nakdama Tadar Zaliyo, he already knew all the Sheva Chachmais, all the seven wisdoms of the world, Betachlis, Hadakus, Vo'emes, not just knowing them, he knew them very clearly. In other words, he knew math and science, astrology, he knew all of this stuff um, by the age of um, 12. Um, in Nakdama to, um, uh, and over there they bring down a Misa that happened when he was 8 years old. Again, by 12 he knew it all. But by eight years old, the Chachmei Vilna had dedicated a half a year to learn astrology, how the stars, the Marechetz Kechavim, and things like that. And there was one thing they couldn't understand, 
and the guy overheard them, and he and he and he uh, and he looked into it, so to speak, and he was able to show them where they went wrong, and he answered their question. So the Chachmei Vilna for a half a year worked on this, and the age of eight, he had an answer for them. Now, in Akdamut, the Sefer Tzadik says that about the Gain's Bekiyos in it, and he says the Gain told them he was young, um, he was already a Bakr in Sefer Yitzira, and he was able to create a Gailam, and he says he started to create a Gailam, and then something happened, the Machshava came to him, and he stopped in the middle, and he realized, Minashamayim, they did not want him to create this Gailam. Why? Because he was too young. So Rechaim Vlajan asked him, how old were you? He says he was before Bar Mitzvah. So before Bar Mitzvah ready, he knew he saved for Yitzira, he was able to create a Goylem. In Akdam Tarachayim it says, when he turned 13, he accepted on himself now his intense Chasidus and Prishus. From that day on, he didn't look out of his Daladamas, it says. He decided, Shaloy Lohanis Ratzai, he did not want to benefit from him. He would eat some lechem tzar tzenuma, some stale bread that he would soak in water, the shear of two zesim, and then he would swallow it whole. I think he did this twice a day. Very little not to be nana from Olam Hazeh. Reb Chaim would say, Reb Chaim had a brother, Reb Zamla Velazhner, who was also Talmud of the Gra, and was a Gain Olam at the time of 24. He knew Shas, Sifri, Safra, Tisefta, Midrashim, Ramam, Tor, Balpeh, Verbatim, he knew Kilshainam. And Rav Chaim Velazhar would always talk about the great Bikiyas of the um, of of Reb Zalmila and yet Reb Chaim said everything that Reb Zalmila um, learned and knew and achieved. Jai Moise was Nifter when he was young at the age of thirty-one, but everything that he knew, the guy already knew when he was already um, 13, 13 years old. Um, his Talmidim, when they they knew how much the Reb Chaim talked about his brother, so they said. If he would have, li- they told him if the, if Reb Zamla would have lived longer, probably he would become like the Vilna Gain. And Reb Chaim got angry and he said, "No." He said, "If Reb Zamla would live a thousand years, two times similar lush than he said before, he wouldn't come to the Karsule Hagra. He wouldn't come to the ankles of the Gain." So they said, uh, "Probably you mean in Harifus and sharpness, because you talk about what a great Bucky he was." So he says, no, in Harifas and in Bikiyas. And this is where Reb Chaim said the famous Mashal. And he said, I'll tell you the difference between my brother and the Gra. He says, do you, you know Ashrei. We all know Ashrei. My brother knew Kalatai Rakula like Ashrei. How do you know Ashrei? So we know, all, all know Ashrei, Ashrei Visecha. We all know it, Balpeh. But he says, you know, let's say, Chanu V'racham Hashem, Erech HaPayim V'rav Chesed. Um, so let's say I would tell you what's the word before Verachamov. So you you would have to first say the Basak, Oh Verachamov. Why? Because you know it. You know it forward. He says, My brother of Zalma knew the Kalatarakula like Ashray. But the guy knew it even backwards. <coughs> and he could tell you what the word before Verachamov was. That's what Abchaim says. So the Briskarab used to say, what's a kunz? To know it backwards? Like, what's the, what's, what was he saying? So he say, no, the difference is, when you know something about Pei, you know it forwards. When you're reading something, you have it all in front of you. So you can see any word where it is. You don't have to know the order. It says, the gain kasve maluach libecha. The Torah was written on his heart. Wherever he, whatever he knew in Torah, he was reading as if reading from a sefer. It was written aluach libay. That is the madrega of knowing it forwards and backwards because you're staring at it. 
He knew it forwards, but it's a different madrega. That's what Reb Chaim meant, a very famous uh, mushal that Reb Chaim gave. Now, in Akdamat Archaim, continues, it says, for six years he learned Talmud Bavri, Yushami, Taisvis, Mechiltas, Safros, Ifri. Another six years he was like Isaac in the Paiskim, Rishayim, Achrainim. Um, <coughs> So even though he learned the Rishayim Achrayim, but his whole work was to understand the Divrei Chachme Hagemara Hakedoshim. Asher bo Isachas midivrei Razal tocha harbi midivrei Mechabrim. So even though he had great, it says there are cheres for the Rishayim before they came before him. However, his purpose was to see what Chazal said. What did the Gemara say? And with one letter in a Gemara, he could be matche the words of the Mechabrim, meaning the Rishayim and the Achrayim, because he went back to the source. And there is where he was able to get to the MS of what the Chachmei HaGemara wanted to teach us. At a, we're not sure exactly what age he got married. It seems that he was young when he got married because he was already marrying off a child at a young age of 36 or something like that. So it seems he got married young and he married his wife's, his Rebbe's name was Chanah, the daughter of Rebbe Huda, who was a rich man from the city of Kaden. Again, we talked about Kaden before. And for a short and a certain amount of time, we're not sure exactly how long, because we don't know exactly when he got married, he lived in Kaden. Now, in Aliyah Salio, it says, From when he was young already, he would learn for a very long time out in the forest, in a, in a house there. He would learn alone, hidden away. Nobody knew where he was. And after um, Hashem gave him a wife, he got married. So sometimes she used to know where the place was. He held that she could keep a secret, and uh, she would she would she would bring him food there. And he would say about her. He said about her. He says, just like you can't count the stars of the Shemayim, we can't count her tzidkas. They're too many. She was Nifter and Tafkuf Mem Gimel in 1763. So about, uh, he was Nifter and Tafkuf Nun about 15 years before the guy. And he married a second marriage, the Amana Gittel, the daughter of Rameir from Chelm, who was a Enikol of Rabbi Leol, Baal We talked about him because the Cham Tzvi was also an Enikol of his. Now somewhere in that time in Kaden is when he decided to accept on himself to go into Gullus for a number of years. And um, we're not sure exactly where he went, but the Rebbe Rabbi Yenisayibshitz writes, Asher Noida Tilasai, this is ready, was back in Vilna, but he says, We know all his praises. Bechal Medina is Polin, Berlin, Velisa. Three places he, 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 he highlights Polin, Berlin, and Lisa. Makam Sha'avar, Hachasid Anal, that this Chasid, the Gain, passed through during his Gullus. Now, in the Shiran Rebbe Fall Hamburger, a long time ago, we mentioned that the Gain was in his house, in one of his Gullison, and he's the one who told him to learn Kachim, because he was a Kayin, it should be the Kayin Gadol. And this had to have been Pashtus before he was Rav in Hamburg, when he was Rav other places, because the years don't work out. Um, by the time he was Rav in Hamburg, the Gain was already back in Vilna. Famous story in Berlin that um, <clears throat> there was a professor, a Gaisha professor there, that, uh, that uh, asked him a question on astrology that all the Chachamim in his college were not able to uh, understand. And the Gain was answered to them and showed them exactly where they went wrong. And the Chuvas Yad Aliyo, there's a Talmud of Rabchai Velazhna, writes, Kala 
All of the world saw that the Chachamim and the professors, the big ones, were like nothing in front of him. When they said, This professor said that this person is not a human being. He's a Malach Um <clears throat> Now Reb Shaul from Vilna would relate that the guy told him many times the following story that happened to him in Galus when he was in Galus in Prizen in Prussia. Berlin, Alisa, these are uh, Hamburg, these places are all Prussia. So he says that one time Tainus Esther, he was far away from a city and he wanted to make sure to get there in time to hear the Megillah Bitzibor. Even though on Purim you could read the Megillah individually, but there's a hither to read a Bitzibor. The guy wanted to read a Bitzibor. So he hired a wagon that was full of, uh, of pots and to take him, and on the way, the wagon fell over, the pots uh, broke, and of course, the wagon driver uh, screamed, hit him and screamed at him, got angry at him because they broke, and, and, he, and he beat him. The guy escaped, and he got, I guess there was a city nearby, and he came to the city, they had already read the Megillah. So he went around trying to get a minion, no one would come for him, for a minion, he had to pay everybody to Zahuvim to come. But they said, you have to pay us up front. So he paid them up front, he started to read the Megillah, and they all left. And he was left there alone, reading the Megillah without a minion. And Rav Shalom Avila said every time that the guy would say over this story, he would cry, Rav. He would cry bitter tears. Asher Mizen Naskil. So he said, you see from here, that even in his Golos, the Gain did not miss a minion. Even though he was in Galus, he tried to do everything in the best way possible, any Hidr Mitzvah. And you see, said Reb Shal, if one time that he did not have his Hidr Mitzvah of hearing the Megillah B'Tzibur, Hizil Kanach al he continued for years crying over it. Yisharim Darkoi, he says, and straight ones should learn from here. If you want to know who the guy was, there is no worry like the worry of missing a mitzvah. And there's no simcha like being mekayim a mitzvah. That is what the guy, what the guy stood for. Barach in the year Tafkov Zion. So Tafkov Zion is uh, 1747. He um, went from Kaden back to Vilna. Um, and already in the year Tav Kovches, we find we find uh, recordings where he's called a Chassid Rebelio. So in Tav Kovches, he was all of um, he was born in 1720, so he was all 28 years old. And already in Vilna, he got the name Hachassid. We call him the Vilna Gaim. They called him Hachassid Mivilna. Very interesting, similar to his Zayde. He was named after Rebelio um, Rebelio Chassid. Um, in Vilna, he learned Taira Mitechtchak Gadol. He was very, very poor. Um, and still, he learned Ba'amelus. Every month, it says in Elias uh, Elio, he would chazer the entire Talmud Bavli. It seems that he got some type of stipend from the Kehila Vilna, even though he didn't have any official position. But I guess they recognized he was the Gadol Adar, or he was a Gadol, and they, and they, uh, and they used to give him money weekly. There was a point that the shliach, the shamish, who was supposed to give him the money, uh, would just keep the money for himself. And this went on for a number of years that they pushed it, had no money. Everyone thought they're getting a stipend. They didn't have any money. There was no food in the house. And the guy actually would tell his wife, mealtime, take the children to the neighbor to play. And then when the, you know, the neighbors are eating and the kids say, can we have something to eat? The neighbors will give you something to eat. And he said, it says there he did not want to be Megala to anyone that it was being stolen because of his bitachain, and he didn't want to embarrass this person until the Shamish got sick 
and he was uh, about to die, and he was maida that all these years he was stealing the money um, from himself. Now, it came a point, again, it's hard to figure out the years, you know, Rabdoiv Elyach, in his Sefer, uh, three-volume Hagain, it's called, became a controversial Sefer, but it's an unbelievable Sefer um, on the Gain. So he makes Cheshbain, it's about the year Tav Kof Chav, um, the guy decided, so that's uh, 1760, he's going to go to Eretz Yisrael, as he says in a letter, the one everyone is yearning to see, the treasure of Klaisel, that's what he writes in Igeris Agra. So he picked up and he left, and when he got to Kenningsburg, um, he wrote this letter called Igeris Agra to his mother and to his wife, and um, full of uh, Musr and Chinuch, it's a safer Bifnei the Igeris Agra, but for reasons that are unknown to anyone, he came back and he came back to Vilna. There's many different uh, uh, theories of why he didn't continue to Eretz Yisrael, but Lamaisa, he didn't continue to Eretz Yisrael. Um, in the Akdama Tarachayim, it says, Kibbal al was Mekab himself not to sleep more than two hours in a 24-hour period and never more than a half hour straight. Straight, And in that half hour that he was sleeping, his mouth, his lips would be moving and he would be... Um, he would be uh, saying halachas and agadas. He would sleep half hour, he'd wake up, another half hour, be up for a while, another half hour, up till two hours in a 24-hour period. Now, there's a famous story. He once left Vilna to go to the city called Serhei. And on the way, he went through a city called Merech. And um, he was learning in a room. And they put a ladder by the outside. Everyone was able to go up on the ladder during the night, during the day and night, to look in the window just for a few moments to see the Gain. And then after Chatzais, the Abasura uh, went out that the Gain had woken up. And he had slept 10 more minutes than usual, and he was very upset about it. How could it be in this city? He slept 10 more minutes than usual. He said, in marriage, Lofzich. In marriage is a sleepy place. And the whole city was very, uh, very anguished about it. They were upset about it, that this happened in their city. On the way back, um, he was on his way back from Vilna, he came back to the city again. And he slept 10 minutes less to make up for the 10 minutes more that he had slept. And when they heard that the Rabbani Sham allowed him, so to speak, to be Mesachinit, the whole city was besimcha, the Gain was besimcha, and the whole city rejoiced with his simcha. Now, as we said, we see here his diktuk ba'alacha, his amelis batayra, the Reb Chaim Velazhner in Akdama Tishnei Saliyah writes, Hamokam haya ba'izrai, shezacha l'dvarim harbei aleske batayra lishma. Hashem helped him that he was zeichet ha'dvarim harbei, Based on the Mishnah, because he was Isaac Tarlishma, Uvikhokaich with all of his strength, Avdo Vishamra, he was Ayvid Vishamra Hatira. What does it mean to be Ayvid Atira? Hainu Ayvid Ali Kim, like the Gemara says, who's called an Ayvid Ali Kim? Shashana Pirke Kama Pamimam Vakad. A person who learns a hundred and one times is called the Ayvid Ali Kim, and he learned his learning many times, Kama Pamim a hundred and one times. And he was moister nefesh and any little diktuk in Torah. And he never stopped learning, stopped, never stopped learning Torah. The um, Sefer Menucha Kedusha, Talmud Rebchaim Velazha brings down that the Bechina to become a Talmud of the Gain was that he would give you something to learn and he would tell you Chaz it over many, many times. And if you started getting bored of it, then you, it wasn't for you. If your cheshek for Tairi, your desire, became more the more times you chazard, so then you could become a Talmud of the Grah. That showed the Avas HaTairah of what the guy expected from his Talmudim.
Now, in the year Tavkuf Memchest, there was a Machlaikas in Vilna about the Rabbanis. We mentioned this in one of the Shur, maybe on Ruchai Moiser. And from there on, there wasn't a Rav ever in Vilna again um, for a long time, or hundreds of years. And, um, and uh, there was also Machlaikas with the Hasidim in Vilna. I'm not getting into the Vilna Gain and the Hasidim, but it wasn't, it wasn't just the Gra. In Vilna itself, there was a lot of opposition to the Hasidim. And when it became this power struggle over the Rabbanis, and the Machlaikas, the, the Hasidim that were pushing to make inroads in Vilna also, got involved in this Machlaikas. So the Gain had, it was at one point taken to jail for four weeks. And um, the Nitziv, actually, in his Chuvas Meshiv Dover, Simon Kufdal, it writes that he heard, he thinks from his Shver, Rebitzel of he writes that uh, the Goyen wanted, it's talking about over there, Duchening, the Goyen wanted to start Duchening in his Bismajish, and the Radal also writes this, and he writes over there, Ve'ikvum in HaShamayim, Shamayim um, withheld him from doing it, Ve'nilkach Leveis HaSurim, and this is what the Nitziv writes, and he was taken up as the next day to jail, um, in Vilna, and that awesome in Vilna. So that's uh, that's one thing that happened. Um, he was taken to jail because of this machlaikas. In Taisvis um, Maiserav, it's brought down famously when the Goyen got out of um, jail. He called the Balkaire to make up the four parshias that he had missed. Mish, I'm sorry, that he has missed when he was in um, jail. At that time, also, while he was in jail, his Talmud, Reb Zamel of Elazhner, was also nifta, like we said, at the age of 31, very young. So there's a few things here that, um, you know, have uh, details of his being in jail at that time. Now, in the year Tafkuf Nun, as the Machlaikas got further, um, he was put in jail again, and he was in jail over Sukkis. And on Sukkis, it says over there in uh, Maiserav, So he ran and ran and ran, and he held up his eyelids. He did all types of things that he shouldn't fall asleep, even a Shinas Arai, outside of the Sukkah. When they realized what was going on, eventually they gave him a Sukkah. Obviously, this is a Chabnidus Chasidus, or Chaim Ganyevsky, Maran Zarataira, in a Haggah, and the Sefer Haggah, and says, Oivrei Drach, Elchei Drach, and people travel are Patim in Asukah. For sure, if you're jail, in jail, you're Patim in Asukah, but this is the Goyen's Mesiris Nefesh for Sukkah. And it seems that this time, they realized who the Gra was. Now they gave him a Sukkah, they gave him a, a, a Minyan, and a Sefer Taira. So this time, he was there much longer, if I remember correctly. He did not have to make up the Kriyas um, HaTaira. Now, to understand the Bir Hagra and Shulchan Aruch, in the Akdamatar Achayim, his children write that the Beis Yosef gathered together all the different Shitas, and our Zayda the Ber showed in the Shulchan Aruch where the source of those Shitas are, whether it's uh, uh, Rishonim, where, where the Beis Yosef um, in Shulchan Aruch is Malakadev from. Umar Abba Bechibur Zen, our father in this Chibur, Haramakar called Tevo, Tevo Gemara Mufareshes. He showed how every word is really a Gemara. Bavli or Shalmi or Rashi Vitaisvis. He showed exactly what it was. Something that even the Beisayisif in those earlier didn't exactly weren't Aymedan, but he gave life to their words to show where their, the source of their words are. Venera, um, Panim Chadoshes, and there's like a new face to Tyra with their Biyar Agraki, Koladeis, Miraya Echanitno, as if everything showing everything came from the same Rebbeinu Shalaylam. Kel Echad Amaram, all from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Like the Chayadim writes in Akdama to his Sefer, 
And could be we mentioned this in the Shem Really, someone who learns Shulchan Aruch should know where the source of every halacha is. Just like my mechutin, we mentioned that they were mechutanim. Like the Gra taught us in his explanation, his beer on Shulchan Aruch, he showed us exactly how every word, where its source is from. When he got to the age of 71, in the year 1791, and again in 1796, he, got, he was sick and weak, but he didn't, uh, he didn't use doctors, actually called the Dubna Magid to tell him some Dibreis Eiruros, to be Mechai himself, to give himself Kaikas, and actually in these situations he got better from the Dubna Magid's uh, Mishalim. Erev Yeh Makipurim, Tov Kuf Nun the 1797, he called his children to give them a bracha, and they were a little shook up from this because he never did this before. And he got sick after Yom Kippurim, he got sicker, and uh, they, when they brought him a, a mahudr dekeesrik that they brought from Prussia, they thought he'll be besimcha, he turned to the wall and he started crying. And they got even more nervous. And on the third day of Chalamayit Sukkis, his minig was, whole Sukkis, he held the Dalad Minim like Danche Yerushalayim, so he was nifter holding the Dalad Minim, and they realized that the, he saw the Esrik, he was crying, because he realized this will be the last mitzvah that he is being Mekayim. It's well known that Bishas Petirasai, he, he, he took his tzitzis in his hands, and he cried, and he said, it's such a mitzvah kala, such an easy mitzvah, like tzitzis, a cur- person can be zaycha to, uh, to so much schar, but you can only do it oilam azen, oilam there's no way to do even easy mitzvahs anymore. When the Shmuel went out that he was nifter, the Simcha Sachag turned to an Evel. Now the Chachmas Adam, the Chayadam and Yaradeya, in Simen Kuf Memalef, uh, in um, Klav Kuf Memalef, Simen Yuches, he writes um, about bringing an Oren into the Beis HaMajr. He says, Ra'al Ay HaMaisa. He says, I'm very upset about this. Bnei, Shero, when people saw that they did this to the guy that they brought his mita into the base Hamedrish, he was He was a yachid in his generation. They said, "Ah, oh, so any big rav we could bring in to the base Hamedrish." He says it's right to be mavatel this minig. He's not happy about it. Now the Gra, before he was nifter, told one of his talmidim that the minig in Klai Yisrael is that the talis that a person's wrapped up in, at least in Chutzlaretz, um, they passel the talis, and um, they, they, they passel one of the tzitzis. But the guy held, and it's mavur like that in, in Shulchan Aruch, um, in Archaim, he, he writes that you should not passel the tzitzis, and he told one of his talmidim that he doesn't want his tzitzis passled by his kvura. That talmid was not in Vilna the day of the kvura, and he only came after the guy was already buried, and that they, he told them what the guy told them, Told, uh, told him, and the Dayan and Vilna stopped the uh, Levaya to decide what to do, and they came out to Minashamayim. The guy was, it was this person, this Talmud was prevented from being there in time to tell them what to do, and therefore they are going to not put new tzitzis into the Talis, and the guy was buried, Kiminakla Yisrael, with Pasal. Um, with Pasal at Tzitzis. There's a, there's a similar story with the Yisrael B'Shayr Shavayda, who also left in Sava that they shouldn't um, Pasal at Tzitzis, and they didn't, and on the way down in the Kvura, the Tzitzis got caught on something in Tor. Um, the the Chamudet Daniel Paskin, you should listen, he said, really, I would Paskin that you don't listen to such a Tzava, but he's afraid of the Yisrael B'Shayr Shavayda, so he told them to bury him with his, the Talis, but like I said, he got ripped on the way down. 
So Mary Rabbi Rabrevda Zechrain Lebracha used to say over B'Shem Rabarin that there's a difference between the two stories over here. The story of the Yisrael B'Shem Rabbi that happened in front of everybody, the Tzitzis became puzzled, to show me Shamayim, the Rabbi Nisham doesn't want this, to do it this way, he wants the Tzitzis to be puzzled. It didn't happen Barabim. The guy was buried with puzzled Tzitzis. Only after, later on, the Talmud came and they decided not to do it. This was not done um, Bifarhesya. This is what Rabbi Aaron Kotli used to say. And, um, but Lemaisa, the Ratzon of Shemayim was, uh, was, was fulfilled that it should be puzzled tzitzis. And Rabbi Zechavar, Talmud of the Gra, says that they made an announcement in all the places that the only pe- people could be masbid the gain are those who heard me piva kadosh, eze chidosh patayra. This is the Vilna gain, asher mi piva nuchayim. Um, like I said, I could probably give ten shiurim on the Gra and still and still there'll be so much more to say and so much more to learn and so many more stories. But this is just a synopsis of his life. I tried to highlight what we could learn from him, his Amelus Batayra, his Diktuk Ba Mitzvahs, Tayra Lishma, everything else to the Goyen was tough. Well, that's who the Goyen was. Schusa Yagen Aleinu Yisrael. Everyone should have a wonderful day. Kaltov.